Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to a 49 er Rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Um, second show today. We already did some Patreon breakdowns as well. But this show is important, at least it is to me and hopefully to the community. And we have none other than our social media uh, freaking champion, Eric Meiser. Show number 1,000. Uh, <laughs> we have been doing this for a few minutes. Um and it is incredibly humbling to be able to say we've done this 1,000 times. That's a lot of times. And it is not lost on me how lucky I am and how thankful I am to you guys. Because uh, the the people that listen and subscribe and show up and do all the hashtag CCs, what's up, Brian? You guys make it all happen. And look at Joe coming in, hashtag M. That's right. We hit the big 1,000 mark, man. Um, and it means the world to me. And so I just want to say thank you. We've got a lot of Niner stuff we're going to get to today. Uh, we're going to be giving stuff away. Uh, we're giving away an autographed Debo Samuel signed jersey, which is awesome. We're giving away an entire freaking year-long paid subscription Jerry Rice tier to the 49ersrush.com. Uh, compliments anonymous supporter. I uh, want to say thank you to that. And it's just, it's, it's really cool, man. And I appreciate all the kind words and everybody just being so kind and supportive. This community is different. You know, I start every single show the same way. I end every single show the same way. And it's about the community. Yeah, we're here for football. And then we're here for the Niners more specifically, but eh, don't let that be, eh, don't let that fool you. We're here for the people. We're here for relationships. We're here for community. Football is just merely the avenue in which we participate in those things. And all the friendships and all the people that I've met and been able to connect other people together, that's what it's about. What's up, Chaz? Uh, super excited. Thousandth episode. Thank you so much, man. And we're, we're not we're not ready to get uh, done. <laughs> we're, we're ready to keep going. We are not D-U-N. Um, Ernest, thank you. Uh, appreciate the congratulations. He's been following since 2018. We started this 2017. We started before Shanahan. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, we've done 1,000 public shows, but that's not all we've done. We have, you know, I was making a list of just all the different things that, you know, we we have 928 Patreon video breakdowns on the 49ersrush.com and Patreon. We started on Patreon, and that was kind of how we got the shift to full-time because when I started the show, I was still coaching. 
I just finished coaching. I a high school football coach in Texas, right? And for those of you that might not know the story, um, wife and I became foster parents. We got lucky enough to adopt those amazing children, uh, Joe and Mike. And if you've been out to any of our home tailgates this year, you've seen Mike, 15 years old, long hair, a uh, great kid helping set up and making some extra money. Great kids. But I couldn't coach because – I had a couch in my office, one of the largest programs in the country. I was spending two to three nights, you know, during the season in the office, not even going home just because I was trying to do the best I could there. But whenever you become a foster parent, everything kind of changes. And um, kids needed more attention than what we could give them. So I had to walk away from coaching, which was difficult because that was my that was everything. That was my identity. I was coach. I was coach every like that was my career. That's all I ever wanted to do. And I was so excited about that, but I didn't know how lucky I would be to walk away, become a full-time teacher, parent, these amazing kiddos loved every second of it, but man, I miss football. And my good friend, Charles Barr, shout out Chuck. Uh, he said, dude, start a podcast, which, you know, I'm not even what it, that, that was outside of the realm, but I did. And nobody listened, but my grandma and, here we are, a thousand episodes later, and I could not be happier or more thankful. And the only thing I would say before we get to all Niners talk, I'll do some more thank yous later on for sure. But let me just say this. Whatever the hell it is you want in life, I don't care what it is. I don't care what your state is. Figure out a damn way to go get it. You work your ass off. You figure it out. I did this show for five years working full-time, multiple jobs until it kind of took off. And whenever it finally did, I'm very thankful now that this is my only full-time employment, and I understand that I'm very, very lucky, but there's something you want, man. You freaking scratch, claw, do whatever you got to do, and just make that your reality. Like, I believe in that. We're in one of the few places that's allowed to take place. So, anyway, love you guys. Joe, what's up, man? Joe Pena, if you've never met this man, him and his family, ah, Salt of the earth. Appreciate you, Joe. Thank you so much. Diamond Dog Sports. Thanks for the super chat. He says, found your content after the NFC Championship game last year. That therapy was needed. Forever thankful for that episode. Yeah, man. Our, our after you know game shows, therapy, celebrations, sports brings all the emotions out. And yeah, that I remember that one. That hurt. That was right after. That dude poured a well. So no, I'm sorry. There's multiple NFC Championship losses. Um, the Rams one dude dumped a beer on me right before I went live, and then the, you know, whatever. But yeah, right after the Eagles game, that was mm, that hurt, and that game wasn't even close because the injury and whatever else. Jack, what's up, good friend, my man? Drop uh, drop it at work at the election polls. Congrats, John on 1K. Hey man, I've been following your posts. On all the election stuff, you were doing some great work, man. Really appreciate that. Um, volunteering for the people. that That's what it's about. Thank you, Jack. Um, and your barbecue videos. I'm going to be honest. Those are my number one. Uh, he says, you have helped me learn more about football. Help me to meet other fans. Much love. Best wishes uh, as you keep going. That's what it's about, man. Bringing the people and the community together. Just want to say thank you, guys. man. There's so many awesome comments. I want to get to as many as I can, I know. But I don't want that to be the whole episode. So thank you, guys, Dave. Good buddy. What's up, Brad? Appreciate you guys. It means a lot. Um, really, really does. And shout out to Phil. He says, man, when are we going to see some tackling from the 49ers? This has been an issue. And you can go through and you can talk about personnel. You can talk about Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes ain't making the tackling. Like, that's not his job. 
players got to make those plays in the execution of very simple fundamental football. I think that's what's been lacking. I really, really do. And that's a problem. So Dre Greenlaw being injured, that affected it considerably. I think the blitzing um, early on, that hasn't happened the past two weeks. We really haven't blitzed the past two weeks. That really hasn't been much of an issue either. You know, even the Vikings game, which, yeah, you blitz right before the half, but you blitz nine times that game. You blitz five times. That's it. Um, The game against the Bengals. So that's no longer an issue. Dre Greenlaw being banged up, that hurts. Fred Warner playing Superman out there and doing too much, that hurts. You got to calm down. Just do your job. Go back to the fundamentals. You know what I mean? And that's key. And I think we're going to see a huge improvement. Now, it doesn't help whenever you got the freaking Jaguars coming off a of bye week as well, and you're traveling across country. They got guys that break tackles, that period. Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram. They got guys all over the place. Christian Kirk, they have tackle breakers. But I don't care about opposing teams. I don't care. that We are the best. We have to be the best. And that's just the way that it is. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. Um, Super Chat Brandon, thank you, man. He says, can you say hi to Megan and Tina going to Jacksonville? Hey, Megan and Tina, you got to come out and party with us. And if you are going out to Jacksonville and you don't have plans, or even if you do have plans, you need to fix those plans because we're going to be partying with Frank freaking Gore. Frank Gore. Saturday at the underbelly, 2 to 6 p.m. Do not be late. We will hit capacity. So get your tickets. That for sure gets you in. If you want to buy an autograph, that's the link in the chat. Um, But, yeah, it does have a cover. We have to pay for the facilities and all those things. So that's Saturday. And then Sunday we got the best tailgate out there. Unlimited drinks, food, all that stuff. So, Megatina, what's up, guys? Glad to have you here. Brandon, thank you for the super chat. And hopefully we get to sync up meet up a little bit. And hang out and get to know each other. That's what it's about. And get to know other people. Philip, come back through. Thanks for the super chat, my friend. Ah, oh, Coach Cruz. I was going to talk about you later in the episode, Coach. Um, there are so many people that are a part of this 49ers Rush team. I know it's my ugly red cheek face up here every time. And sorry about that. <laughs> but there is a whole freaking amazing group of humans behind this that have just assimilated in the coolest possible way. And it was really fun. And like, I'm going to be honest right here. Okay, I'm going to be a little vulnerable. I had a difficult time going from coaching to just teaching. And whenever I did it, I realized I could be just as impactful, if not more so, as just a teacher. Now, I was a coach and teacher, but my identity was as a coach. Then I become a teacher, and I loved it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I love it. I'm going to invest in the classroom. This is everything. But then I started doing this podcast. And I was, I was a little bit like, man, am I being kind of superficial? Like, do I want my life just to be about talking about football? Like, I need to help people. And what I found was it doesn't matter sometimes the avenue in which you do things. The amount of people I've been able to get to know and build those relationships and see other people build those relationships, man, it's the way in which you go about doing things that I think is so important. We invest so much into getting people together physically, virtually, and building that community. And Coach Cruz is one of the ones that makes that happen. Him and his father-in-law, his entire family are just the best people, his kiddos, hilarious. 
Uh, thank you for the super chat, Coach. Thank you so much. And if you don't know, Coach Cruz is the executive producer for all our scouting report episodes, helps us draft content, parties with us at the home games. He's the best. Um, he said, congrats. You have made the 49ers experience so much more enjoyable than I ever thought it could be for myself and family, and I am forever grateful. Awesome. So well said. And, you know, you stumble into what you're trying to do, and that's that's kind of what we have done because I didn't. I was just talking forty hours football. That was it. But then it was like, well, what? There's lots. There's fifty plus Niners channels. What? What is our role? I don't want to do what other people are doing, and so I wanted to educate because I have the coaching background. I want to educate and create a better fan experience, which Coach just alluded to. So we've got one successful <laughs> member of the team, and then two build a community. And I, I think we've been able to do that. And I hope we get better at it. And we want to always be intentional about those things. Red and gold blooded. Thank you. Congrats on one thousand videos. We love the time. Hashtag CC. God, you are freaking awesome. You are awesome. Now, the poll question of today's show, um, which I put up there, who gets the most sacks for the 49ers moving forward? Now, Chase Young has the most currently, but I don't care about that. We put all the past. The eight games are over. I care about moving forward. So if we wipe the slate clean, now, let me just give you the numbers before we wipe the slate clean. Chase Young has five, but not with us, so I don't care. Bosa has three. Hargrave has three. Armstead has two and a half. So going forward, I ask, and this is the poll if you haven't voted yet, who has the most sacks moving forward? I was a little surprised by the results so far. Eric Armstead's dead last with 6%. Uh, percent. Had two sacks last game, though. Hargrave's third with 11%. Chase Young's second but 40 percent that's huge and nick bosa just barely passed him with 43 percent so it does seem like my amazing people that are watching this game y'all seem pretty psyched for you know what's going on with you know chase young i mean it's the shiny new toy i get it you know number two overall pick get it awesome yeah got more sacks than bosa has this year anyway but it is interesting to me i i would not have expected it to kind of go that way. So, yeah, that that's a little weird to me. It, not a bad thing. I don't give a damn who gets the sacks as long as we get them. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a big deal. Like, it is a big deal. If you got, like, I pressures matter. Quarterback hits matter, which Nick Bosa leads the NFL in. But at some point, you got to sack the damn quarterback. You got to finish. You got to. Thank you, Flynn. Appreciate you, man. Um, <laughs> uh, James says, can we get some pre something pretty on the screen? Like Miss Chapman joking Santa. Yeah, she is much prettier than me, but she's working. Uh, she's not here, but she would be on this and she's coming out to Seattle. So if you're partying there, uh, that's what's up. Come hang out. Thomas appreciate you, man. He says, I found you and Wayne by happenstance. Glad you did glad because two of my favorites now appreciate that, man. I know there's so much. So many quality ways to spend your time, especially on the 49ers, and very, very thankful. Um, if you do choose us, and if you don't, that's cool. Go be awesome somewhere else, and we appreciate you. Uh, we, we got no enemies here. Everybody's cool. Uh, Melissa says, Gravedigger, he's played well. Tackle for losses, quarterback hits. He's doing awesome. Just mm, nobody is doing awesome enough to kind of spill over into the greatness category. And yeah, that, that's, that's, that's rough. You know, I want to get there. We all want to get there. It's so close. So close. Hope Chase Young puts us over the edge. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Eggy says the fact that Mr. Chapman started the podcast, reached nearly 15,000 on YouTube. Man, thank you. Thousand before the Cowgirls win another episode. Proves he's the GOAT. Thank you. Yeah, the community has grown. Um, it's it's so cool. I'm not good against all the platforms, but you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, ah, Twitch, ah, just keeps going and keeps growing. But trying to stay up with the times, that that's what's up. Vince, my man, thank you for the super chat. Today's a day for celebration and appreciation. John, for you, for the 49ers and how the franchise community has evolved and continued to build over the years. Cheers, good sir. Mm. My man, Vince, you said it so well. Um, oh, look at this. Joel, my man. Drake Jackson, most sacks going forward. Well, I'm not sure he's going to get that opportunity. He's kind of missed it. I, I wouldn't even be shocked if he's a healthy scratch moving forward. Probably not this week, but I hope he turns it around. He's young. He's 23. He's got time. He's just not there yet. He's just not there yet. Kittle me this. I love the freaking AVI over there, bud. Thank you for the super chat. John, my morning drive into work has been my version of meditation with your podcast. You honest, uh, your honestly loyalty is not missed on us. Hashtag CCers. That's cool. What's up, Eddie? Appreciate you. Shot J, member of the team. I was going to say thank you later, but I just want to say thank you virtually in person. Thank you so much. Uh, stats are as complimentary as the gameplay. Yeah, that, that matters. That matters. Whew. What's up, Steven? Another awesome person I bet. For the 1,000th episode, this is making my gym time workout epic. Hell yes. Get it, man. Get it. Um, Ed, more attention is going to Chase, which opens up Bosa, in my opinion. I would love that. I would love that. The past six quarters, I've said this way too many times, Bosa hasn't been getting the double teams that he's gotten the, his entire career. He didn't answer the call yet. I hope that that changes. I really, really do hope that that changes. So let's give away a jersey. Let, let, let's do this. Um, several ways to enter. Patreon, the 49ers Rush supporters, they're automatically entered. Hashtag CCs on Twitter, on Instagram. We always do giveaways. And if you don't win, I apologize. I think we've given away well over 40 jerseys uh, throughout our time here. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for all who entered. And if you don't win, don't leave. We're still going to give away some more stuff on today's show. But the winner of today's autograph Debo Samuel jersey, uh, picked it at random through the number generator. It was Sean P. Diddy. Um, on Twitter, he is at SPS or SP Scott 19. I'll reach out to you. Hopefully, you're watching. If you're not, no worries. I'll get in contact with you. Uh, we'll figure that out and we'll get that sent out to you. Just want to say, you are the freaking man. Thanks for all the support. Ah, oh, what's up, Sin? Love it. We got Alan in here. We got Jason. This is so cool, man. There's so many cool people that, that I've been able to just kind of sync up with. Now, let's talk about this. We're getting players back. Samuel Womack's probably going to have the biggest impact. We know Samuel Womack. He's been on this team for a few years. Former fifth-round pick. People we don't know. Robert Bill Jr., Daryl Luter Jr., both juniors. Look at that. Um, and on top of that, 
both fifth round picks this year. And so I think that's important is, you know, the Niners have just been incredible in the fifth round. So I wanted to just refresh because we have not seen these guys play. I went to every single training camp, um, every single one that was open. I was there. These guys didn't play. And so I want to start with Robert Beal Jr. Because he he made it through rookie minicamp. He made it through the unpadded practices. But as soon as the pads came on, the issues happened, and he was just done. They shut him kind of down for all the training camp, started on IR, all that stuff. I don't know if they're going to activate him, all that kind of stuff. But I want to get to know this dude more. This is Robert Beal Jr. So I pulled up his spider chart based off of mockdraftable.com, whatever he did. You're not the combine. I'm going to go through his combine numbers and scouting report. This is what we wrote on him pre-draft. Um, he's a fun player. Uh, the fastest the fastest of the fast. Uh, I mean, this dude, 98th percentile 40-yard dash, true 4-4 speed, 6'4", 247. He's not big. He's not heavy. He's He's small. He's undersized, but explosive. He's got really long arms, though. Uh, Trent Baalke would be pleased. Broad jump, all those things. His vertical's weird how low it is. But he's just a damn good player. Uh, he really, really is. And so if you look at his stats, he didn't start for Georgia. He was a rotational guy. Only had three sacks last year, 19 hurries. But this was my write-up of him, okay? Again, this is all pre-draft. So obviously he hasn't played since then, so nothing really changed. Good speed and arm length, and it shows on tape consistently. No clue for the low production as his traits and film are amazing. But again, he was rotating with guys like Nolan Smith, first-round pick, like a lot of talented guys there at Georgia. Crazy high motor, lots of power. Best football is ahead of him. Bull rush is great, which I was not expecting when I turned on the film. Hard to find weaknesses in his game. Wish he tried to evade blockers sometimes. This was this is problem with Georgia's defense. They do not try to just blitz off the edge. They don't do that. They blitz through blockers because they want their linebackers who are so athletic to just roam free. So it's not like he was just released and just go get them. That, that was not the thing that they brought about with Robert Beal. That's not what Georgia does. And so that's one of the adjustments he's going to have to make is, man, he would just hit every single offensive tackle and a pass set head up, and I couldn't stand it. It drove me crazy. Um, now, in high school, lettered in track at Norcross. What's up, Norcross, my Georgia peeps? Won regional titles, personal best in shot put and discus. He threw 50 feet, 9 inches in shot put. He's got some power. My athletic comp for him was Jermaine Johnson. My play style comp for him, again, that's Robert Bill Jr., was Sam Williams. Um but without all the off-the-field crazy stuff, and which has continued for the Cowboys player. Uh, but the talent's there. The traits are there. Can he put it together? That's the question. Um, I think he's got to have a week or two to probably practice. he got a 21-day window open before the 49ers make their decision. I don't think he'll be activated this week. Next week, possibly. If there's an injury, yes. Kia. I want to say thank you for the super chat. Javon Hargraves will probably get the most sacks with the ad of Chase Young. Best 49ers podcast by far. Thank you. Congrats on a thousand episodes. Thank you. See you in Santa Clara when we crush the Seahawks. I'm so pumped about that game. I am so pumped about that game. And shout out to my man, Josh. Uh, 49ers faithful forever. Huge help. 
you know, part of the team here does great stuff. He says, Bill will be a pass rush specialist soon. This is Josh's guy. Whenever we were doing all of the countdowns, Josh helping with all of that, it, this was his dude. So as soon as I saw Robert Bill Jr.'s back practicing, first guy I thought of, my man Josh. And so, yeah, excited about that, man. Excited to see what he can bring. I want him. I want him activated. I want him over Drake Jackson. I want this player to play. Now, <laughs> I don't know the timing. Not necessarily this week. Next week, maybe. The following week, sure. Don't shut him down. Don't do it, Kyle. <laughs> I know you redshirt everybody. Ed, John, just watched the Warner House podcast, and it was uh, Dre and Fred. They both said they've worked on their technique and will be better on the team moving forward. Love it. I haven't got to watch that yet. I'll probably watch it in the offseason. Yeah, Diamond Dog Sports agrees. That's awesome. Philip. Ah, oh, man. I love the freaking All-Stars coming out of the woodwork. Another producer of the show. Thank you, Philip. All that you do, man. Making this show happy. He says, happy thousand, JC. Can't wait for the salty 1,000. Ooh, there we go. Uh, we'll, we'll get there, man. We'll get there. I love it. Um, ooh, Geo said he's coming out to Jacksonville. Dude, partying with me, Frank Gore, Wayne. Man, ooh, Nick's coming out. Jacksonville's going to be baller. Eric's going to be there. Man, it's going to be fun. Now, one thing that I want to do before we jump to Daryl Luter Jr., and again, you know, we're big on community here, and, you know, we party in the blue lot all the freaking time. And that's where we tailgate for home games. And I made one of the coolest freaking contacts ever, just drinking a beer, enjoying time, meeting new people, and that's LG4 Fitness. Want to help out some local community right here, baby. Calling all young Niner athletes, LG4 Fitness is offering a new speed-focused training camp for young athletes. You're looking to unlock the next level of their performance? Well, guess what? This camp is designed to enhance a player's speed mechanics, build explosive play action for whatever sport they are competing in. So, just like how Christian McCaffrey does out there with his explosive takes on the field, that's what they're trying to unlock. So... LG4 Fitness is offering promotional drop-in trainings during the month of November and December. Check out their Instagram page, LG4 Fitness, to learn more about scheduling and training camps. And let me just add this. These are diehard Niners fans, so support local business in the Bay Area. Go support great Niners, the faithful themselves, LG4 Fitness. Oh, man, that's what's up. Go support the local community. Now, let's talk about probably, you know, I think most attention is going towards the coverage whenever criticism happens for the 49ers defense. I think most of it should go towards pass rush. That's why I went with Robert Bill Jr. first. But let's talk the other side because we're getting another player back. Cornerback Daryl Luter Jr., South Alabama, baby, six foot 189. He's built just like the Niners like him. Um, almost all of the 49ers DBs are six foot 200 close to there. He looks the part. Um, Pop is like my nickname for him because he's a grown man. That dude's grown. Uh, he's already got a kid. He's got a family. He is just mature. The way he plays is very patient, very knowledgeable. He knows what's coming. He doesn't panic often, which is very weird for a guy coming out of the draft. Patience as a corner is very, very hard to develop. 
he's got that to start. To start, Daryl Luter has that. Now, you look at his athletic profile, the spider chart, huge freaking hands, long freaking arms, and, you know, vertical jump, can jump out of the building. Now, you look at his three-cone drill. He's not the shifty guy. He's an outside corner only. I do not think that they will play him inside. 20-yard shuttle, he ain't changing directions for jack squat. That's not what he's doing. Now, I know that the 49ers issue is at nickel corner. But if Luter can earn some snaps, I think the probably ceiling for Luter, barring an injury, is to win that number three job. I think Samuel Womack's got it, but like if he can be in competition for that, that means Ambry Thomas isn't playing anymore on the outside. That's wonderful. And I know he's not playing now, but he right before this week, he was number three. One injury happens in the secondary. You got Ambry Thomas out there freaking starting for you. Now you don't have that. Now you got Womack. Hopefully Daryl Luter Jr. can fight his way into that. Um, and he's just awesome. I mean, he fits exact. He has an 83.1 tackling grade from PFF his, his last year in college. Like, the dude can tackle. Period. Um, he, he is just, he's awesome. He has a 97.8 grade in single coverage. Highest in the country. More combined interceptions and pass breakups than catches allowed. He had 14 interceptions, pass breakups, only allowed 12 catches. Now, playing at South Alabama, you're not getting the best of the best talent-wise, but go watch him play UCLA. Chip Kelly didn't throw his way one damn time. Just terrified of that kid, and literally he took away half the field. And that was kind of what he saw. Teams literally said, don't throw it that way. He's fun, man. Great frame, NFL corner. These are all my pre-draft notes, by the way. Um, change of dire- direction's decent. The testing would not show that. The film showed it was decent. Ball skills, very good. Natural balance, ultra quick feet to mirror wide receiver. I thought that was his best. Mirror match, press bell, those were his best techniques. Coordinated athlete, ability to high point the ball, isn't overly physical and may struggle against big old, bigger wide receivers in the NFL. Um, you know, six foot, but the arm length helps a lot. And he's just so patient. The way in which he wins, not ultra aggressive, just always where he should be. Never panicked, never out of phase. Um, does slip off tackles. Recovery speed is not elite. This is why he went in the fifth round. Level of competition concerned, but he played well against UCLA. Played well at the Senior Bowl. Man coverage specialist. High school. I love high school stuff. Started two seasons on the basketball team and track. Um, 200 meter ran a 23.68. Not great, but good. Long jump, 20 feet, 10 inches. That's good. Triple jump, 43.3. That's good. Not great. You know, you're not winning state championships, but he's an athlete. Athletic comp, Derek Stingley Jr. Play style comp, Kendall Fuller. I said he would go. I had a fifth round grade on him, and I said cornerback number 23 in the draft. And I think he went cornerback 24. So we we kind of we kind of nailed it on him as far as what the NFL thought of him. Now he got a bone bruise in rookie minicamp. He's looked healthy. He really, really has. Because I mean, he was the first one. Because whenever you're on, he got put on the pup. When you're on the pup in training camp, you're not allowed to practice with the team, but you can work out. And so he's out there in short and short shirt and shorts, and he looks great. Daryl Luter Jr. looked great. Working his tail end off, change of direction, planting, sprints, jumps, all kinds of technique stuff. But then whenever practice starts, 
he has to just basically watch and, you know, he's just standing around the corner drills. But, man, he looked good. And this was back in, like, July. So I think he's been ready. This is another red shirt move. We saw the Niners do this last year with Kalia Davis. They didn't activate his practice window until late, late, late. So what does this tell us? I think it tells us a couple things. They want competition. And if Daryl Luter Jr. can't come and compete now, same with Robert Bill Jr., you got 21 days, you got three weeks to prove you belong. If you can't do that, they're just going to shut you down for the year. It's a little bit of a gamble. But by week, coming off three losses, come on, guys. It's now or never. It's now or never. And so you got to go out there and you got to make this freaking crap happen. That's just the way that I see it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time projecting what exactly is going to happen. But the things I can say about Robert Bill Jr. and Daryl Luter, their ceiling with how young they are, their elite traits, they can be there. But can they be the consistent factor to earn playing time? Yeah, special teams is important. They have to demonstrate they can consistently not cost this team with mistakes, which is why Shanahan doesn't play rookies. Otherwise, their year's never going to be over before it started. So we're not going to get to see this, sadly. And so that's that's what stinks, is we don't get to see. So so that that's that's weird. Um, Esteban, what's up, man? He says, been here since 50 subs, John. That's incredible. Man, thank you. Just thank you. Congrats on all the success. Still my favorite podcaster. And thanks to everyone in the community. Go Niners. That's what's up. Josh right here. I'm excited to see what Luter can do. Yeah, you never know. Rookies can surprise. Oh, the man, Christian Gomez. The freaking founder of the 49ersrush.com. This dude has helped build an amazing platform. And I am excited to bring him more business eventually. Because, man, if you have, I don't want to talk too much about it. I don't want to blow his stuff up. Christian Gomez is the best. Um, he's helped out my family tremendously. Tremendously. Thank you, Christian. All that you do. Diamond Dog Sports. Love hearing the report on Daryl Luter Jr. I pulled a few of his rookie card autographs this year. Ooh, that's what's up. We got a card guy in the house. That's what's up. Hey, Sonia, appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> right here. He's a football player. That's right, man. Uh, you can hear me screaming into the mic whenever I do the breakdowns. Uh, that That is just what it is. Um, hate to leave your 1K, my guy faithful from birth. Got to head to a board meeting. Thank you for your team so much for all the content. Been here for over four years. Never wavered on who you are. Oh, thank you, man. Um, I don't want to be somebody else. There are lots of those. I just want to be myself. And I, I'm so weird because people either love or hate me from the minute they, they beat me. I've always been that way since I was a kid. I, I, I can't do well if I have to think about what I have to say and like not try to offend or upset somebody. I just quit doing that a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't do that. I'm me, and I I kind of like me. I'm all right with that. Uh, not that I'm, like, cocky, but I enjoy time, and I enjoy other people, and I think usually they enjoy hanging around me. Not everybody does, though. That's okay. Ed, he says, the next stretch is so critical. We can't have rookie mistakes. Look at Ed. This goes to my next point on today's show. The NFL, and the same thing with high school, college, you know, NFL, you divide the season into sizable chunks, small chunks. Um, 
usually four games. You know, the NFL season was 16 games forever, so it was four games, four games, four games, four games. Well, now it's 17. But you look at the first quarter of the 49ers, they go 4-0. Opened up, smashing success. Second quarter of games flipped on its head. You go 1-3. and three. Now you blow out the Cowboys, then you lose three in a row to all above 500 teams on the road, whatever else. Bengals not on the road. So 4-0 first quarter, 1-3 second quarter. What are the Niners going to do in this next quarter? So I want to put this to you guys, and I want you to tell me, listen to the teams first. This is a tough stretch. These are the next four games, the next quarter of the season for the 49ers at Jacksonville. They've won five in a row. At home versus Tampa Bay. At Seattle, I think the most important game on the 49ers' entire schedule. Then at Philly. So three out of the four next games are all on the road. You got one game at home against Tampa Bay. But, I mean, you're traveling. You're hitting East Coast, West Coast, stayed on the West Coast, back to East Coast. It's a lot of travel. So what I want you guys to throw up in the chat, what do you think the Niners' record is going to be just over these four games? 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, and 1-3, 0-4. At Jacksonville versus Tampa Bay at home, at Seattle on the road, at Philly. What do you think that they are going to do over this quarter? Now, we're 5-3 and three now. Everybody understands that. This is the best start we've had since 2019. Since 2019. That's... Uh, 2019, you make it to the NFC Championship. You made it to the Super Bowl. 2020, injury season, everything goes down the toilet. 2021, NFC Championship. 2022, NFC Championship. We have a better start, better record currently. It's not perfect. There are complaints, for sure. But you have a better record than the last two teams that made it to the NFC Championship. Everything is fine right now. So, back to Ed's question. Man, I don't know how you knew I was going there. Way to go, buddy. The next stretch is so critical, we can't have rookie mistakes. So, let's see here. I've got Joel says 3-1. and one. Um, We've got 4-0 and oh from Phillip. Uh, Eddie G, what's up, Eddie? How you doing? 3-1. and one. Josh, 3-1. and one. Vince, he's 4-0. Four and, four and oh. LFG, baby. 3-1, and 3-1. and one. Hey, Danson, how you doing? Shot J, 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I mean, I like these. And I'm going to be honest with you. Ooh, 2-1-1. and one. Bro Montana says we're going to have a tie. Look at this guy. Right here, Phillip, 4-0, we start our run. This is the most crucial stretch of the entire Niners season. And if you want to put five on this and put another Seattle game on the back end of this, that's going to determine everything. Seattle, Philly, Seattle. Those are the three most important games. I, I really do believe that. How do you handle? How do you handle all of those things? You know, those are tough matchups all in a row. But we're not alone in that. We are not alone. And so, it, like, I'll say this. Like, you could just look at our schedule and be very upset. But if you look at Philly's schedule or you look at Seattle's schedule, they're saying, listen, it's Seattle, which is our number one competition. Everybody wants to talk Philly. But it's Seattle. It's our division. Their weeks 13 through 15 versus the 49ers at Cowboys at Niners versus Eagles. That's way tougher than anything we got. Philly's is even worse. They got Bills, freaking Chiefs, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks, like the NFL's a mess this year. And it's murderer's row with the way in which the conferences are all playing each other. It's just tough. Whenever you have the NFC West playing the entire NFC East, you're going to get those rough things. You know what I mean? And yeah, Josh, that Ravens game is going to be tough as hell. That's on Christmas, baby. So uh, we need a gift. 
Ravens are tough. Uh, Ravens are very, very tough. There's no doubt about that. Um, now, I want to give away a year-long membership. I got to come up with a trivia question. I had it in my notes to get the trivia question. I just didn't do that. So let's pay some bills, and then we're going to give away a year-long $20 a month subscription service. Oh, how cool is this, man? I freaking love you people. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. All right. So this is compliments of a big-time supporter. He wanted to help increase – you know, getting out there, the community. So this is for a year-long membership. Jerry Rice tier, the 49ersrush.com. I'm going to ask a question. We're hanging out with Frank Gore this weekend. So uh, if you are already a Patreon or 49ers Rush, the 49ersrush.com subscriber, hey, I guess you could win this. You could cancel yours, whatever. But the whole purpose of this is to increase the community. So if you are a person that wins this, congratulations. But let's try to share this to spread the wealth and try to get somebody new into the community. Here's my question. Now, the first person that answers it correctly on my feed will receive it. Your feed is different than my feed because I have multiple platforms streaming in on my thing. So whatever, whoever's first on mine will get it. So yours might be ahead of theirs on yours. The internet's a weird place, so I'm going with what's on mine, okay? So here's the question, and I love this. It's one of my favorite, like, Frank Gore-like things. Who can tell me the exact career rushing yardage of Frank Gore throughout his career, not just with the Niners? How many rush yards does Frank Gore have for his career? First one that gets it in the chat correct, you will get a year-long the 49ers rush subscription where we go over every single play. Every single offense, defense, special teams play, video breakdowns of players, highlights, bets, everything that we post. We do Zoom hangouts, which we just had one earlier this week. We do all those things. And so how many rush yards does Frank Gore have for his career? It is a round number, and I'm seeing a couple people that are starting to fly in. My son is calling me. I'm just going to answer this. Hey, Michael, I'm doing a live show. Call an Uber or mom. Love you, buddy. <laughs> and I just hung up on him. That's called parenting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, please don't do what I just did. But I already told him that if I can't answer uh, to take an Uber home, he's hanging out with a buddy from the gym. So the correct answer and the first one on my screen. Good friend, Dave. What's up, man? 16,000, the round number. That is just such a trip to me. Frank Gore had 16,000 rush yards. That is the correct answer. So, Dave, reach out to me. We'll get you set up. Absolutely love this. Sonia got it correct. Jose got it correct. 
Matt got it correct. A lot of people. I love it. Thomas, I mean, you guys know your stuff. Dancing, she you guys gotta be careful dancing and trivia. She freaking knows her stuff. That's what's up. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you guys. Answers are flying in. 16K is correct. Um, and Matt, I'll be seeing Frank Gore this weekend too. How cool is that, man? Uh, congratulations, Dave. That is awesome. Dave is he's he's a smart guy, man. Uh <laughs> his son's smart too. Uh really, really cool kid. Really cool kid. All right, let's get to just a couple more things real quick before we get out of here. Because I had a couple more things that I thought were interesting. I wasn't sure what to do with them. You know, whenever you're doing all this research on, like, stats and analytics and preparing for the upcoming week and all that stuff, it's 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 weird. Because sometimes you find information that's interesting, but I don't know how to process it. Maybe because I'm so dumb. I don't know. I was just looking up touchdown scored. Like actual touchdowns. The 49ers have scored offensive, right? 26 touchdowns so far this season in eight games. That's pretty damn good. Now, the opposite side of that is the 49ers have allowed 14 touchdowns. That's really good as well. I don't know what that information what to do with that, besides the fact that the 49ers are scoring a very healthy number of touchdowns. They're not allowing a lot. The problem that I find, especially in the last three weeks, is they're not syncing up. They're not complementary. Meaning, like if you just look at the last game versus the Bengals, you come out of halftime, okay? You come out of the half, the defense does their job for, I think, three or four drives in a row. Offense doesn't do jack squat. In fact, they turn the ball over two times. And it's like the offense can't keep... Can't get going. Can't get going. Turns ball over. Turns ball over. Meanwhile, the defense, that's four straight drives. They give up no points. You come out of the second half, the defense is doing their damn job. But then, after the second turnover, which I think the defense started in their own 20-yard line. They had 20 yards of field to, you know, after the Brock Purdy one-play interception drive. They give up a touchdown. But as soon as the Niners' defense gave up their first touchdown in the second half, guess what the Niners' offense does? Now it's time for them to turn it on. They go down and score. They answer the call. But now the 49ers' defense legitimately drops the ball. They give up a freaking whole field touchdown drive. Offense goes down and answers the call. We can't get on the same page. The stats say the 49ers should be 7-1 and one at worst. The eye says the 49ers should be 7-1 and one at worst. They just can't get on the same page. Can't do it. At some point, these teams just got to go back to simpatico, and then I think they're going to be all right. Now, yeah, right here, two steps forward, uh, you know, four steps back. Yeah, well said. Sonia, frustrated to see us uh, have no answers when they take away our run game. Yeah, that's – and, again, I'm going to keep playing this. This is going to be my most played clip ever, George Kittle. And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. Yeah, and I don't even think anybody took away our run game. I still don't believe that. We just keep we quit running it. Um, and yeah, Mason is better than Mitchell. I love Mitchell, man. But yeah, he's he's got to he's got to change. Thank you, G. Appreciate you, man. Uh, what's up, Kenneth? How you doing, man? Glad, glad to see you. Glad to see you. And so yeah, it's just been rough. The turnovers, yeah, Diamond Dog. Last three weeks, more turnovers by us. Something we were so good about prior to the losses. You got to fix those things. You got to. Now, let's do a real quick, just kind of NFC West check. 
Because again, what's our goal? The goal is to win the Super Bowl. You can't do that unless you make the playoffs. How do you guarantee you make the playoffs? You win your division. Rams, good Lord. They're full-on tank mode. They just signed Carson Wentz, released their number two and number three quarterback who weren't really that good. They're just doing a whole transition. They're three and six. They currently have the number six pick in the draft. I don't know if they're tanking, if they're going to sit Stafford like they did last year with all their starters, but they just look terrible. They look really, really bad. They had like, they played good for like six quarters. That was it. They beat the Seahawks week one, played us good for a half, and then their season was done. That was it. That's all they've done all year. The Cardinals just activated Kyler Murray. I think that's great news. I want Kyler Murray to be the quarterback for the Cardinals for the next decade, man. Um, not because I don't think he's good. I do think he's good, but I don't think he's great. I don't want them to get great. I think Caleb Williams is great or at least could be great. I don't think Kyler can be. He doesn't have the work ethic. And so I, I'm glad Kyler's back. I hope they win a couple games, not against us, obviously. But if the draft was today, they got the first pick in the draft. Now, they also have the Texans' first pick, but the Texans balling out. Shout out to Miko. They have the number one and 15 pick if the draft was today. I want them to win a couple games to get pushed out of the kind of the top five. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but we'll see. Now, the Seahawks, that's our closest competition. There's, there, there's no doubt about that. See, we're tied for first place record-wise. We're an absolute first place because we have a better division record than they do. We're 2-0. and They're 1-1. They lost to those Rams. And, man, Geno's just not playing well. He's got nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's bad. 65% comp percentage, which in that offense, he led the NFL in completion percentage last year. Like, he's not playing well. He's got an 86.4 rating. It's barely average. Put this into perspective, Brock, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. More touchdowns, fewer picks. Higher completion percentage. Brock's at 16, uh, or sorry, 68.3. 105 rating? 105.4 is the second highest passer rate in the NFL. It's not a you know amazing metric. There's flaws with it, but incredible. Now, I was curious. If we take what Brock has done through eight games, we got a decent sample size, and we you know break it down to a per-game average, then you build it up through 17 games this season, what would his stats look like? 25 and a half touchdowns. 10.6 interceptions, 68% completion percentage, that wouldn't change, and 4,320 yards passing. Now, not a crazy number whenever you look at, you know, what Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Burrow and all these other guys are doing, but that would be a franchise record for the 49ers. We've had a lot of prolific passers, Steve Young, Jerry, I mean, Steve Young, Joe Montana for sure, but we've been run-heavy teams and defensive-driven teams even when they were there. So this would be a franchise record. Right now, Jeff Garcia has the 49ers all-time record for 4,278 passing yards. So Brock Purdy's on pace. Now, yeah, there's an extra game, and you can whatever, figure out all that stuff. Don't really care about that. But Brock Purdy's on pace, even with the three bad games, to have one of the best quarterback years we've had all the way back since 1994, and Steve Young, one of the best seasons all-time at quarterback, where he won the MVP. Jimmy Garoppolo... His best year, 2019, we made the Super Bowl, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, right? Brock's on pace, 25 and a half and 10 interceptions. So I know that the supporting cast and blah, 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 all those things, whatever. 
but I don't know. It's interesting to me. Whenever you put Brock's year and Geno's year in perspective, I think it says something. Seahawks aren't that good a team. They're really not. Fans are calling for Drew Locke on social media, which is hilarious. And again, back to the Seahawks schedule. Uh, I think it's week 12 through 15. They got versus 49ers at Cowboys at Niners versus Eagles. I Seahawks get blown out by good teams, period. The Ravens, the, the Lions, uh, I can pull up the rest of their schedule, but like the Seahawks, I, I don't know. They're five and three. So you got to give them their props, but they lost by 17 points to the Rams at home to start the year. The Bengals barely beat them, and the Ravens just dog walked them. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not buying into it. I'm, I really am not. And do I think that they'll get a win against us? I don't. I wouldn't be shocked, right? It's a division game. Playing in Seattle's tough. That's, that's never easy. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And so, <laughs> Sid, yeah, I'm, I'm not laughing at Jimmy. She says, poor Jimmy G got benched on his birthday. That sucks. And then the team, like, social media said, like, happy birthday, Jimmy. It was just, that sucked. Um, I do like Jimmy. But it is kind of, you talk trash on your way out, and you kind of open yourself up to some criticism. And it hasn't gone well. I can't believe first coach fired was a Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. I didn't expect that. Not that it's all Jimmy's fault, but um, yeah, Philip, I was wrong. They did beat the the this. Why is my producer? Uh, they did beat the Lions. They did. That is correct. Um, they shouldn't have, but they did. They beat them 37-31 week two in overtime. That is correct. Um, that's my bad. That's my bad. Um, now I will say this before I jump out of here. I can feel my voice is is totally leaving me but shout out to my boy charles bar chuck you guys know him from the draft stuff he's the reason why i started this show wife's been supportive the whole time amazing having her in my corner she starts the episode every single time i love that and there's so many other people i'm just going to go through a handful of names and i'm not going to hit everybody but dale juan eric miranda is amazing wife wayne vicky alicia credible people nick christian clayton tom josh brian oscar mike Moe's, Brian, Paul, amazing people. Brian, you know, some of the people I've already thanked in this show. Um, and then our producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K. in the house, uh, Kilted Niner, Corey Robbins, excited, George365. Awesome. And we've done a 1,000 public shows, 928 Patreon, the 49ersRush.com shows, 48 live events that we have thrown for the people at games, draft parties, all those things. Mm. 1,000 down, 1,000 down. Here's hoping to 1,000 more. And I could not do any of this without you guys. Y'all have made my dream come true every freaking day. And one of my biggest things that I've said my entire life is I'd never want to look forward to weekends. I want to enjoy Tuesdays. I want good Tuesdays. I want to look forward to Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. You guys have made that come true. And for that, I'm forever Indebted. If you ever see me in the public at a game, whatever, please, please come say hi. Allow me to thank you personally because that is such a big deal to me. You guys are incredible. I'm so thankful. 1,000 down, 1,000 to go. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.